Just keep eating. And I hope none of you are looking and going, yes, yeah, Sam definitely ate too much. But I did, and I really enjoyed Christmas. But my highlight still of Christmas has to be the Christmas Wonderland. And I, again, I, I just think it's amazing that we got to invite the community to our house to have Christmas with us. And I really, again, want to say thank you to the team that made that all happen because they spent hours, days putting it together, packing it up, and the reward was there. The reward was there because we saw thousands upon thousands of people come through uh, the Wonderland, and it truly was wonderful. And when I was talking to different people, so many of them, it was their very first time to even come here. Many of them had lived in their, um, West Auckland for years, and it was like, I knew there were signs out there, but I didn't know this was here. And so it's so worth doing it. Um, yes, Jody and I really did enjoy being Mary and Joseph just for one night. That was enough. So uh, let's put it together for everyone who made it happen, because thank you very much. Um, and the good news, not only are we going to do it again next year, it is going to be bigger and it is going to be better, because it is so worth it. So if you have that Christmas spirit in you, start thinking now, I need to be part of it. I need to be part of the team that puts it together. I mean, if you love decorating one Christmas tree, there's 50 or more that you get to decorate. So, so please. But not only did it stop there, on Christmas Eve, uh, myself and about eight guys, we had to get rid of about half a ton or more of rubbish from the Christmas walkthrough, um, you know, just stuff that we'd been given, everything like that. So it filled up a truck and a van, and we went to the dump. And you know when you're throwing stuff away, it usually costs a lot? Well, this is God's favor. We went to the dump, and uh, somebody from church had knew somebody who works there, and they talked to them. So we went in, and literally it was somewhere north of 600, like, it was huge. The amount we threw away was absolutely massive, which usually costs a lot, right, at the dump. Well, I got there to pay. 90% discount. 90% discount. That's better than any Boxing Day sale. But that's what happens when we start inviting the Holy Spirit into our day. That's what starts happening. Now, before I go any further, I just want to mention tonight, like we've done for the last five last Sundays of the year, we have got an hour of power tonight, and it's all about thanking God for an amazing year, lifting up all the different things, just praising God for a good year. We're going to have a praise party at the end. We've got some songs that I know you're going to love. Um, but also on top of that, we need to keep praying into. We need to be praying. Into, I really feel that we need to be praying into our families. God wants to do something in our families, and we need to be praying. We need to be declaring God's protection and love and power. We need to be praying for our friends and family who aren't saved. 2020, we're going to see them saved, but we've got to keep praying. And I just really want to say, let's come along together because things shift and things change when God's people fight on their knees. So tonight, 6 o'clock, it will be an hour of power, it will be powerful, and it will be roughly an hour. So come along tonight, because I know Pastor Steve wants to go home after that and do whatever he wants to do. Okay, but today we haven't come to do church, have we? So I want us all to stand to our feet, and if you can, you're like, why? Just do it, trust me. Okay, I want everyone to close your eyes, and however you position yourself to receive something from God, I want you to do that because I just want to pray for all of us today. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here and we come with the expectation. We come knowing that you want to speak, you want to touch, you want to change our lives. 
Holy Spirit, we ask that you start moving. God, that as we look at your word, you start healing. You start bringing freedom and release. God, we tap into your spirit. Father, we don't want to hear man's ideas. We want to hear from heaven this morning. More than that, we want to receive your touch. We want to hear your voice. And we open our hearts up to you right now on the last day of 2019. And we say, speak to us. God, we say, change us. God, I say, heal us. Let stuff move in this place. Father, we thank you that you are here, that we can feel you right now. For those that need love, God, those that need comfort, God, come and touch them right now. Father, we thank you that your presence is here right now. God, we're not here to do church. God, I lift up every, every young person, every child that's here in the service right now. Lord, let something arrest their heart. Father, we thank you that you are real. And you know exactly what's going on in our lives. And we just ask, speak to those situations right now, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you can take a seat. It's the end of another year, but it's also the end of a decade. Next week, we will be in the year 2020. What is scary is I turn 40 next year. That makes me old. That makes my parents really old. And my granddad, speaking it out in faith, he will turn 100 later on this year, next year, which is awesome. But anyway, at the end of a year, we either start looking back and reflecting on the year or we start looking forward and thinking, what's 2020 going to be like? But I don't want us to do either today because the Bible says in Matthew 6, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. And I really felt as I was preparing this message, I need to say to some people today that you need to forget about the past. The past is in the past and you need to leave it there. I don't know what's going on in your life, but God says to you right now, leave it there. Yes, learn from it, forgive, learn from it, but it's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. And some of you need to do that because it's holding you back. Others of you right now, you're worrying about the future. The Bible clearly says, don't worry about the future. The future will look after itself. We've got to stay in the here. So stop worrying. Yes, pray. Yes, declare. But stop worrying. Because your worrying is only going to put lines on your face and it's going to do nothing else. Okay, but you need to receive that because some of you today, you're so worried about that. But don't. God's got it covered. You've got to put it in His hands. But then there's a whole lot of us, and I've left my phone there so I can't use it as an example. We need to get into the here and now. We need to turn off our phones. We need to put them down. We need to turn off social media and get connected with the people who are right here right now because that's what matters. It matters with the people that are here in this moment and we need to get into this moment. We need to get connected not only with God but our friends and family because they're not on social media. They're right in front of us and I don't know who that's for but honestly now You've got to be here. You've got to be now. You're not, not worrying there or there, but here and now. And God wants us to be in that way. And we, if we can get that revelation, that relationships are that important. Yeah. That's what matters. It's relationships. It's relationships with God. It's relationships with friends and family. And if we can really understand that, it will change our future. If we can start putting the Holy Spirit first as the most important relationship, it will change our entire destiny. You know, on September 1, and we're going to talk about it a bit, and if you're not from here, don't worry, you'll, you'll catch up, you'll understand. But on Father's Day, the Holy Spirit came, and He turned up in a new way. 
And you know, I've been in this church 24 and a half years. And this is the most exciting. And I'm not making this up. This is the most exciting season I can ever remember. Yes, in the past we've had some outpourings in the, in the youth and in the school. But this time it's different. This time it's different because it's for every one of us. It's not a select group. It's happening to the entire church. And I want to say personally today, don't miss out on what God's doing. He's taking us on a journey. And can I share a secret with you? Can you promise you won't tell anyone? I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss what God has for me. It's a bit like a wave at the beach. Some of you probably have been there in the last few days. You can see it coming. You can see that wave coming. But unless you prepare yourself, unless you turn around, unless you get into position, your friends or your family will ride that wave into shore. But you're left out in the water feeling a bit sad because you missed out and you're all alone. Who knows what I'm talking about? Spiritually, we don't want to be like that. We don't want to miss out. We don't want to miss out on what God has got planned for us personally, but for us as a family and for us as a nation. God said to me during the week, we need to have spiritual FOMO. For all of you who are young like me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if I'm honest, when I heard, first heard it, I can't remember who said FOMO to me, I was like, what does FOMO stand for? As you can see up there, it's fear of missing out. Text language, youth language. But with the launch and uh, impact kids in the service today, I have three points. They all start with H. So I want to say, if you're young today, let's see if you can stay in focus and listen. And I'm going to do something that I've never seen done before. I'm not sure I should do it. I'm going to try and stay safe. But I'm even going to try and fly a drone in the service. Pastor Steve gave it to us as a Christmas present a while ago, and I'm going to use it in the service. So if you're young, don't switch off. Stay focused on what God's going to talk, going to say to you today. We're going to look at how to be a helipad for the Holy Spirit. I like titles because hopefully if you remember the title, you'll remember something about the message. So turn to the person next to you and say, I want to be a helipad for the Holy Spirit. Did you say it? Because some of you will be thinking, do I? Do I really want to be a helipad for the Holy Spirit? Well, let me explain. In life, certain things are attractive or attract other things. It's just like on the golf course. You know, you're standing up to tee the ball, and there might be a sand trap or, some, or a lake or a river. You're standing there, and the ball is just attracted to it. You're thinking in your head, don't hit it into the water. And, you, and it goes where? In the water. Why? Because golf balls are attracted to the water. They just are. It's just like in relationships, opposites attract. Jody and I. Jody is clean. I am messy. Or is that just every husband and wife here today? I hear people laughing. I don't want to look around. You know, I like going out, doing something, doing anything, just being busy. Jody likes staying at home. Jody likes to read. I hate reading. <laughs> the list could go on and on, but you get the picture. Sam and Jody, opposites attract. Think about cars. Cars are just attracted to each other, right? You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Cars just like smashing into things. You know, right back, right in the Model T Ford days, there's only a handful of cars. 
No road rules, but they still couldn't help it but have car accidents. Few cars on the road, they're just attractive. Well, a helipad is attractive to a helicopter. Usually it has a big H on it, just like this. So it's clearly defined. If we, so a helipad is an area where a helicopter comes and lands. Now, I have my owl plates on, okay? So you have to trust me on this. But this is really basically just to illustrate, right? This is what happens. Now, it will fly. The question is, will it fly straight? I have no idea. Okay, you ready? Okay, this is just to illustrate. I can see people getting the phones out. So, oh, come back. I don't want to hit anyone. Oh, don't go too high. Oh, oh, come back, come back. Oh, come down. Go that way. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? You see that? It's attracted to the helipad. You get that? But just so you can actually see real ones in action, a helipad is often on top of a building. I'd love to go there, wherever that is. But a helipad can be anywhere, on a ship at sea. It can be anywhere, just like us. We need the Holy Spirit wherever we go. And helipads are certainly in New Zealand. This is actually a photo from Wong Mata, where Jody and I have actually been holidaying since we were kids. What's interesting, we didn't even know each other existed. We were living in the South Island, both holidaying in the same place, often at the same time. But this is an example of where a helicopter comes and lands a lot during holidays because these people, they need to airlift off to hospital. It happens in New Zealand. And helipads are that attractive that this is Auckland Hospital. On one day, in a 10-minute period, four helicopters came and landed on the top of Auckland Hospital. Helipads are attractive to helicopters. Now, helicopters are able to operate on pretty much any flat surface, but purpose-built helipads provide a clear-marked hard surface away from obstacles where helicopter pilots know it's safe to land. And pilots will look for the H and go directly there. Church, that is what the Holy Spirit is looking for. Someone that is desperate to do whatever it takes to attract and stay connected to God. Are you getting the connection? Church, I'm more desperate for God than ever before. And I don't want it to go away. I just don't want it to go away. I truly have spiritual FOMO. I don't want to miss out. And we need to be doing everything we can to attract, to be attractive, to increase the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Like a helipad, we personally need to have a target, a big H or something on us saying, Holy Spirit, come. That needs to be our desire. I want you to speak. I want you to interrupt. I want to get some direction. I'm after that. 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9 says the eyes of the Lord, what do they do? They search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Can can you get that? Fully committed. So if we want to be a helipad for the Holy Spirit, we have to show the Lord. We have to say, Lord, I'm fully committed. I'm sold out. Not just on Sundays, but every day. Even during the holidays, right? How's your soul food reading going? How's your prayer life going? Because it shouldn't go on holiday too. The question so many of you are asking is, why do I want more of the Holy Spirit? 
And I just want to make this really clear. Why do I want to be a helipad for the Holy Spirit? It's simple. God has created you for more, right? God has created you for more. He has called you to be the head and not the tail. He has given us, and you need to believe this, He has given every one of us the authority to crush Satan under our feet and all the works of the enemy. He's given that to you. You and I are called not just to survive in this life. We are called to thrive, right? We are called to thrive. We are called to be above and not beneath. We are called to have life and have it more abundantly. And that's why we want more of God, right? We want more of God in our lives because He's called us for more. And I want to declare over all of us, God has got more for you and God has created you for more. Your best days are ahead of you. Right? Can you believe that? Your best days are ahead of you. And God wants you to move into that space. And God wants you to know that that's what's ahead of you. But if you're not believing it, if you're not expecting it, then it's not going to happen. But even more than that, if you're trying to do it in your own strength, it won't happen. Because you need the Holy Spirit. Because only He's going to take you into what God's got for you. Are you hearing it? Are you receiving it? It's time that we truly got desperate. It's time that we said, look, I need the Holy Spirit to come. I need Him to come. And we need it. We need it, church. Personally, we need it. Corporately need it. And I know that's what the Holy Spirit did to me on that day and since then. And I want to say, don't worry if you weren't here in the service, because it's not about a service. It's about a season. It's about a position. It's about a posture. It's about getting into a place where saying, Holy Spirit, you're real. Holy Spirit, you're there. Holy Spirit, I know you're here and I need you more. And I want you more. And I want to tune into you. I want you to come. So don't worry if you didn't turn up or if if you're feeling like you're missing out because it's not too late. Don't don't be worried about it. You haven't missed out yet. You just need to grab it. You just need to run after it because it's worth it. So what are the three H's? Well, number one, hunger for God. We have to be hungry for God. We need to be desperate for Him. God will pour out His Spirit on the hungry, on the desperate. Not the best looking on those who pray. Not the most talented on those who know that they need God. God is looking for people who are willing to fast and pray. God is looking for people who are willing to, first of all, get on their knees and say, God, I need you to turn up. To be a helipad for the Holy Spirit, to be more attractive for more of God, we need to want it. Matthew 5 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Listen to Psalm 63, verse 1 from the Passion Translation. I just love this. O God of my life, I am lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more, with cravings in my heart that cannot be described. Such yearning grips my soul, my God. Wow. That needs to be our language, doesn't it? Honestly, that's what I want. God has created in me, and I'm hoping he's creating in you a desire or a hunger for more of you, more of him. And once you have a drop of it, you just want more. It's like eating certain food. You know, for me, it's a bag of chips. Maybe for you, it's chocolate or ice cream or lollies or something. But once you start having one, one's never enough. Well, there's, there's another word for that, and it's called moorish. The food is moorish. And the Holy I want to say... You know, and you just keep eating. Like once I open a bag of chips, that bag of chips is gone. <laughs> Some people, it's biscuits. You open a packet of biscuits and they're just gone. But I want to say the Holy Spirit is Moorish. Yeah. 
the Holy Spirit is moreish. Once you get one touch, you just want more. And I guess if I'm honest, that's been my spiritual journey. Young people in this room, that's been my spiritual journey since I was like eight or nine. Pastor Tark would use the language that I had encounters where I just had touches or moments where God would just become so real. And, and it was eight and nine and 10 and 11 and, and throughout my teenage years. And, and that's why I'm here today. Not through talents, not through grace, just knowing I need more. I need more. I need more. And that is the answer. That is the answer to life is not trying to do it on our own. So we need to know that once you get one touch, you, need to want, you want to go after more. You want to find more. And we need to have spiritual FOMO for the Holy Spirit. We need to be actually concerned, God, I don't want to miss out. I don't want them to get a touch and not me. And it's not saying I'm jealous of what they're getting, but God, I want more of you. God, I just want more of you. Now let me put that in grown-up language. Our desire for more of God must be greater than our desire for anything else. And only then will we see all that God has called us to do. You know, a song that we used to sing years and years ago just keeps ringing in my spirit. Let me just read the words to you because we're going to sing it at the end of the service. I hope the band can pull it off. It's a song called Take Me In. It's called Take Me Past the Outer Courts into the Holy Place. Past the brazing altar, Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowds of people and the priests who sing your praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, but it's only found in one place. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take the coal, cleanse my lips. Here I am. Can you feel those words? You know, I just want to say we're speaking about it because we don't want to lose what God's going to do. And today I just hope that I'm wetting your spiritual appetite because God wants to come into your life more. If you're hungry, if you're desired for it, God will do it. And when you're hungry, we'll change the way we spend our time. Our priorities will change. Our relationship with God with God will be more important to us than our comfort, than social media, than entertainment, than enjoyment in life, because God will become that focus, and then everything else gets added, but God becomes first. You know, church, I want to be attractive to the Holy Spirit. I want to be a helipad for the Holy Spirit. I want Him to come. And I hope that that desire is building in your life. But then there's another H, and that H is a heart for the lost. So you can't just have the Holy Spirit. You actually have to have a desire to see lost people saved. See, because the Holy Spirit was sent to us. Why? Luke 24 makes it clear to be his witnesses. God didn't create a longing in our heart for more of God so we could have a good time in church. He created it so we have that desire so other people will experience what we're experiencing. And that needs to be something that's growing. You know, our longing for intimacy, to walk with God like Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden, must be grown. But at the same time, our desire to see lost people saved needs to grow. Our desire to see others come to church and have a real relationship with God must grow. 2 Peter tells us God's heart is and always has been that none might perish, that no one goes to hell. That hasn't changed. Luke 10, 19 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save who? The lost. He didn't come for the church, he came for the unsaved. The more our heart breaks for lost people, the more attractive we will be to the Holy Spirit. The more we're seeing lost people around us, the more the Holy Spirit will want to come. 1 Corinthians 10.33 makes this so clear. 
I don't just do what is best for me. I do what is best for others so that they may be saved. Well, imagine having that heart attitude. I don't do what's best for me. I do what's best for the others around me because I want to see them saved. Man, that's what starts happening when we start seeing stuff change in our lives. Pastor Tark has always said, and I totally, I, I fully 100% agree with it, the more that the fire or the passion burns for missions in a church, the greater the fire or the presence of God will be in the church. And missions doesn't start overseas. Mission starts with your family. Mission starts with your unsaved friends and your neighbours and your community and then to the nation and the nations of the world. But when we burn with a heart for the loss, with the, for missions, stuff changes. You know, that's why we have New Zealand and beyond. That's why we go to Christchurch in the United Kingdom. That's why Pastor Tark goes to Pakistan and we pray for him because none of us really want to go to Pakistan. But it's why? Because we know that the church is the answer to the world. And when the Holy Spirit turns up in the church, then the community starts being changed. And that's why we need personal revival. We need personal revival. Why? Because when the Holy Spirit turns up, lives get changed. And it starts spreading and spreading. But we need to get it first. Now, it's a bit of like the chicken and the egg. Which one comes first? The heart for the lost or the regret of moving of the Holy Spirit? Well, I want to say neither. They both grow at the same time. And if one grows and the other one doesn't, then it will hold the other one back. So keep growing it. Our hunger and thirst for God's presence must increase, but our desire for the lost has to increase at the same time. So what does it look like? Well, I just want to be real honest, and I'm, I'm going to shield myself from the Bible here. Some, some things that it looks like, it looks like staying to the end of the service because you're passionate about seeing lost people saved. And when you're staying to the end of the service, you're in your seat and you're praying fervently, going, God, whoever's not saved from the service, God, let them be, have their heart open. Simple, but it's true. When you really have a desire for lost people saved, you'll be crying out more than ever before because you know that they're here. And they are. Can I just tell you, lost people are always in the services. And it's not our job to get them saved. It's our job to say, Holy Spirit, come and reveal yourself. You know, it'll find yourself praying daily for the lost people in your life, your family and your friends. It'll see you having an increased willingness and and boldness to invite people to church. So hunger for God, a heart for the lost. And the last H is a H that we don't hear a lot that often, and that's holiness. It's living right with God. It's living devoted to God. Listen to what Paul says in Colossians 3. So Colossians 3 verse 12. So robe yourselves with, the, with virtue of God since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. God has called us to holiness. Yeah. Verse 17. Let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips, everything we do and everything we say, be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus. Wow. How clear is that? But then Paul makes it even clearer in verse 5. You'll see on the screens, live as one who has died. Doubt strongly and severely. You know, that's pretty clear. Died. It's not actually died. But as one who's died to every form of sexual sin and impurity, live as one who has died to disease. God doesn't want us to be sick. That's how we are to live. Um, Where does he? Including... um, and desire for forbidden things, including the desire for wealth, which is the essence of idol worship. 
Paul makes it pretty clear, doesn't he? We're called to live holy. Now, a few weeks ago, Pastor Tark made it really clear. Religion is dead. Now, holiness isn't about rules and, and living it according to the strict guideline. Holiness is living according to what God's calling you to do. And out of a relationship with God, we will walk more holy. We'll walk more upright. And, and when we do that, we will make ourselves more attractive to the Holy Spirit because we're not scaring the Holy Spirit away. And I, and I just want to say, we need to be doing that. In the soul food, just during the week, 1 Corinthians 14, 20 says... Um, it's, what does it say? Be innocent as babes when it comes to evil, but with spiritual, spiritual matters, be mature. 1 Corinthians 10 says, God won't test you beyond what you can handle. But also the Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Are you seeing it? It's not through your own strength. It's through saying, God, I need you, and I want to walk with you. I want to be closer with you. I love this verse. You'll see it on the screen. Ephesians 5, 10 and 11. And find what pleases or attracts is another translation. The Lord have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Yeah. I know for myself, since God started turning up in my life, the desire to just watch TV has just completely dropped away. Wasting time on games and social media is nowhere near as appealing. But I think the key thing is, it's not just dropping them. It's replacing them with something that God wants us to do. Do you understand? It's replacing them with that. I want to just finish with this thought, and it's just been in my spirit for a number of days, and that's in Genesis and with Noah, and the, the earth is flooded. You can picture this in, in Genesis 8, and he sends out a raven and a dove, and we know that a dove is a picture of the Holy Spirit, don't we? And what happens is the raven goes out and the raven finds a whole lot of dead things to land on and eat and feast on. But the dove comes back. Why? Because he doesn't see anything where he's happy to land. See, we don't want to have things in our lives that are holding us back, that are stopping from the Holy Spirit from coming and landing on us. Can you picture that? A helipad of the Holy Spirit? See, we need the Holy Spirit to come and land on us. So to bring this all together, I just want to make a statement. Personal revival leads to corporate renewal and community transformation. Therefore, we, that's you and I personally, need to do everything we can to attract and increase the Holy Spirit in our lives. But not for ourselves, but for the sake of our community and nation. Can you picture it? We need to be attractive to the Holy Spirit. If the band just wants to come back up, I, I just need us to understand. We need more of the Holy Spirit. We need Him to come in our lives. We need to be attractive to the Holy Spirit. Because Why? Because our nation needs it. That's right. Our nation needs churches and bodies of believers to stand together and say, God, I need you. We need that personal revival because corporately, when that starts happening, stuff starts changing across our nation. So in a moment, we're going to sing that song, Take Me In. And what you have to picture is only... Only those that have a desire to get close to God. Only those that have a desire for, to see lost people saved. But only those with pure hands, clean lips, can get into that holy place. Can get into that place where God really meets with them. And that is what the song is singing. That's what we're saying when we sing the song. Is we're saying, God, I want to get into that place where you are so real. Yeah. And I hope right now, today, I've, I've whet your appetite. You're, you're like 
Holy Spirit, I, I need more of you. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out. So why don't we just stand to our feet and, and, and as we sing this song, I just feel God's going to turn up. God's going to move in this place. So if you can, if you know the words, if you've sung the song before, let's just really sing it out and a cry in our heart. Take me past the outer court. Yes, Lord. 